0: Give me yeah, money, uh, young money, cash, money, you yeah. did, dramatic, D.C. How do, cowboy, it's your region, since you bitchin' it, I'ma talk to you, that's right,
1: listen close, I got duct tape and rope, I leave you missin'.
0: I'm the sickest guy doing it. Bet that, baby.
1: Said the boys, don't I wet crack baby? Yes. Get back, get back, dummy, this is set back. Clumsy little kids slip and fall into a dead trap. Handicapped. That's so fucking good. <laughs> Man, bro. I up. remember when uh DJ Drama first dropped that mixtape with Lil Wayne. Uh-huh. That's when I felt Lil Wayne fucking became Lil Wayne, bro. He fucking went off on those mixtapes. real. Bro. Went off, bro. And after that, he was just a whole other fucking artist, bro. You know what I mean? Extremely. Uh, changed changed himself as an artist and changed uh, mix uh, tapes as, uh, as a genre altogether, bro. Uh, yeah. Created what it was, uh, or took it from what it was to something completely different, bro, where everybody was... People sought out to make mixtapes to get exposure like you yeah. did. Now you have other DJs and other artists that came after him and it spawned a whole new, a whole, like a whole new genre and people are just... What's, what's nuts to me is that those were just, he gave that away, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he gave that away. Uh-huh. He gave that away. Jesus Christ. The level of talent, bro. Just to give those bars away, bro. Jeez. Throwaways. Yeah. always, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Man. But they, hey, they cashed in. Absolutely,
0: shit, absolutely cash in, man. So here we are, episode five, keeping it live on episode
1: five. Enabler Podcast, episode five. Um, it's with it's with great emotion and excitement that um <laughs> you know we're coming to you uh, with episode five with great news. I um, want to thank everybody like we normally do for all the downloads. Um, you guys are building the community little by little, download by download, and uh, we appreciate your time. Not only that, but we got some very, very exciting news Indeed. that uh, me and Dave got that took us by surprise. Indeed, we do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and set this up for Dave. and <laughs> Pass it over him because he's the analytics guy. You know what I mean? Oh Jesus! Uh, He's the analytics geek. He's the guy that that does all that. So (laughs) yeah, next week is going to be the uh, illustrator. Yeah, fucking (laughs) guy. He's he's all that. You know what I mean? He's the whole operation. I'm just the blonde with the big boobs in the operation. (laughs) That's all I am. I'm just the eye candy. Until we start recording, and then I'm not. <laughs> Until we start loading up the YouTube videos and be like, that's the fucking blood with the tits this fucking guy. It's oh, all right. Gosh. It's all right. I feel sexy. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, all right, then. We'll kick it off. Not, not look, taking look,
0: too much time and don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's a big appreciation that uh, – in a market that we did not, uh, we didn't, we didn't anticipate. We didn't anticipate anything really. We're doing this out of you know out of love, but we are doing this for a lot of other reasons, our experiences, and what we want to share with people to uh, enlighten people and help them grow because we are growing with you at the same time. Absolutely. And with that being said, um, our with our Podkite um, logistics and information, the first notification we received is we are in the top forty in Mexico. Woo! <laughs> Mexico, <City>. Mexico.
1: <laughs> Mexico, lindo <laughs> y
0: querido. <laughs> Muchísimas gracias. Pero uh, no, it's it's a big it's a big deal, and uh, it's a testament to um, everything that.
1: Uh, God damn it! Repeat that one more time, brother. That should sound sexy. What? We're what in Mexico? Top forty in Mexico. Top forty Mexico, in Mexico. way! para qué sepas cómo trabajan los hombres? viejo.
0: Yeah, Fierro <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, it's exciting, it's great, and uh, we're going to continue to do what we do. Nothing's going to change, but it's just uh, – it's really exciting to know that people are listening and are really uh, gravitating towards this because that's, that's the payoff. That is the ultimate payoff. And Jesse, uh, thank you for everything, man. I mean I think it's, uh, it's not just me. It's, uh, it's you and uh, the audience. Uh, it's all a collective effort. And uh, we want to share that with you guys to let
1: you know uh, what was the latest and the greatest. Yeah, man. So uh, I remember the categories that we were in, I think it was uh, relationship and culture. Social and social relationships and culture. Yeah. Those, those are the categories that we're yeah. trending in, in Mexico as yeah. far as podcasts so, go because podcasts are broken down by different categories. And so those are specific yeah. categories. Arts, channels. culture, relationships, yeah. music. And, and so, uh, yeah, man, I just uh, didn't anticipate it. But listen, <laughs> man, we'll, we'll take the love from wherever <laughs> we can get it. Uh, we appreciate it. Apparently, someone in Mexico loves us. And guess what, Mexico, We love you right back. You know what I mean? Um, see you, Lewis. <laughs> so anyways, that's that, man. And, uh, you know, just to uh, let you know, we're labeling this episode number five after that great news that we just shared with you, um, walking each other home. Yeah. Uh, the reason we're calling this episode Walking Each Other Home, because in the sense, um, I was discussing with David, I was thinking the other day. Uh, what would be our mission statement if we had a right one? And Well, first of all, you make me fucking write it. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I would make David write it, but, you know, I'm, I'm the ideas guy, and he just makes it look all nice and That's pretty, crazy. you know? Um, he's a fluffer, you know <laughs> what I mean, to all my ideas. <laughs> a he's the fluffer to all my I'm ideas, really. so, you know what I mean? But, uh, um, I'm just the idiot savant. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? I remember a lot of fucking useless facts and I can remember them and retain them <laughs> well. So that's what I do. And then he does everything else, which is the majority of the work. You know what wow. I mean? But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate him for that. And uh, this wouldn't be possible without him. So, you know what I mean? Kudos to you, my boy. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks. Man. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, getting back to my thoughts, uh, you know, I was thinking of what would be our mission statement. And I really started thinking about. I remember when uh, when we were kids, uh, we grew up next to our cousins. They used to live a block away. And what city was this? Um, Wilmington, bro. Wilmington, okay. Yeah, I think, okay. I think, I think, excuse me. Oh, shit. I think we made that clear that we <laughs> were from Wilmington. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so, you know, I remember we were kids, they lived a block away from us. And so it was customary that, you know, whenever the cousins came over here to hang out and, you know, it got late at night um, or, you know, they would get the call on the phone, you know, to the house phone at that time. And uh, their parents were like, all right, you know, it's late already. You guys come back home. It was never really, you know, too late. We were talking about 11, you know, midnight. And so, you know, they literally lived a block away from us. And we were always in the habit of, if they were at our house, walking them home to their house. Or if it was vice versa, we were hanging out at my cousin's house. They would walk us home to our house. And I always thought that was, even as a kid, I always thought that was special, you know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, I've always been an overthinker, even as a child, you know, and I used to think like, well, what's the sense if it's dangerous that they walk us home because now they're exposed to the danger when they walk back home to their house. True. And vice versa, True. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just went off on on a tangent, you know, and I and a, a spiraled into thoughts about that. And it's kind of what we're doing here. Um, You know, first of all, I wanna express something. I want us to realize that a lot of us think we still have time to live out whatever we have in mind, uh, to make plans, um, you know, that we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. Uh, I think a lot of us forget about living in the present. Um, it's beautiful to have plans and inspire to do things in the future, but we really don't know what our last day here on earth is going to be. Nothing is certain. Nothing is certain. You know, it's like that uh, Buddhist meme that says, relax, nothing's under control. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I love that. I love that meme. You relax, know, it just, it nothing just, is under control. It just completely makes sense. Gosh, like, I relax. Sh- I need a shirt like that. Nothing's under control. Because nothing's ever under control. Um and so, you know, I, I to go back to that, to the original thought, you know, this is me just thinking a million thoughts per, per minute, but are anyways, sure? to, to go to the original thought, it's like, that's all I'm trying to do through this podcast. And, you know, me and David always discuss this. That's what we feel that we can contribute on this podcasting space. We just want to make sure that we can share experiences that are anecdotal to make you or make us in the process a better version of ourselves so that the day that we do meet our maker and we show up to those pearly gates we show up the best version that we can be i don't want us to have to show up there all dusty with a bunch of you know failures and you know what i mean with a bunch of uh, anger and resentments and you know just you know acting a fool you know what i mean God forbid that you, you know, you get killed coming out of a strip club on a Saturday morning at 2 a.m. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make the best impression when you're trying to get through. You know what I mean? It's a hell of a walk of shame, huh? Especially because you'll still have the tramp stamp on your wrist. <laughs> oh, my God. that's the first thing they're going to be like, whoa, where are you coming from, homeboy? With that fucking tramp stamp, two for one. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so you know what I mean. This is this is all we're saying. You know what I mean. It, it's funny, and we, and we share. It's you know we are trying to make it humorous because it should be. It shouldn't be so serious. But at the same time, we want to get a point across. I think I think you make a great point on that. Yeah. I hate to interrupt you, but
0: go ahead. one of the things that I that I think is is key to remember also is the intent around the idea how two inner city kids from Wilmington. Uh, who have grown up, who have seen a lot, who have been a lot, been everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean different jobs, different types of uh, environments. I mean, we've been through stuff that, Jesus Christ, I mean, we, we, we probably shouldn't be standing here uh, doing this podcast. But it's, it's, it's not common for people who come out of this city, who come out of this, uh, this environment, speaking well. Uh, you know, dressing a certain way, carrying themselves a certain way. It's like, it's not, it's almost like a, a perfect example. A long time ago, I'll keep this short, in San Pedro or off the cliffs that we used to go, we used to go snorkeling and diving and went with the group of buddies of mine and uh, we met this guy, he was a sailor and he went up there and we're just hanging out and he saw us go down. We came back up and he was like, Hey, what's going on, man? How'd it go? I was like, yeah, it was great. Said, yeah. It was a bunch of girls here asking for you guys and uh, you know. And they were asking where you're from. I told them you're from Wilmington. They were like, ugh. They're like, fuck that. (laughs) Wilmington? Fuck, come out. (laughs) Like,
1: shit. Are you serious? You know what's so funny, bro? I remember like, uh, years ago, when we used to go to, you know, Rosarito and pop us a beer and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, girls from other cities, bro, like, far out cities. We would, we would let them know, you know, we were from Wilmington. Sometimes like, they didn't know who we were. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like they, they've heard of the city and you know I mean? I guess, I guess we're, we're like coronavirus, but we're everywhere, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But That example was like, shit. Like
0: it's, it's amazing what the the, the stigma, a stigma can have on you or or have on a, on people on a city. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're a very proud city. We pride ourselves on a lot of things, but again, I think we underestimate ourselves and we don't see the potential and the growth that we have. And I think the intent came from that,
1: originally, you know? Um, or it could have been a very small group of gorditas that got their heart broken by somebody from Lima's. <laughs> and they went off and fucking just said the worst thing about us. All right. Over they, some... Ladies, I can assure you there's some very decent men in Wilmington, you know? Yeah. Um, you know? These gorditas just, you know, mess with the wrong guy, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> uh, But yeah, you know what I mean? That, that was just my example. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, you know, it's it's crazy, you know. Um, I, I, there's you know, we like to get really deep into it because I I do believe that everybody has these very deep thoughts. Yeah. But because we're always so distracted, you know, the weekend's coming up and this is coming up and friends, you know, work and you know, got, we got a you know Priorities. gender reveal party and then we got this game and then we got this birthday party and then social we, media. You know, it's like we're always Tears. so busy that we get distracted from the things that are really important, you know, um, we're just some buying ass people that are just consumers and just always engaged in something, you know, that, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think at the moment that we're going to be dying, anyone's going to be thinking to themselves like, man, I wish I would have bought more stuff. (laughs) I don't think that's going (laughs) to be the last talk that you have. (laughs) That's not right before you passed away you know i mean i've already been there you know like i told david i had a very vivid dream um when i was very sick and i was in the hospital with cancer and it was like the beginning of something new revealing itself to me um as i'm not sure if i even shared this but you know i'm single um been married before divorced Mm -hmm. no children um that vivid dream that I had at the hospital when I first got um, before everything. Before no, this okay. is when, I, when, you, when when you found I, out. Yeah, yeah, this is okay. when I'm at the hospital already. I already got diagnosed with cancer. Okay. Um, you know, this is uh, just a little before my blood transfusion. You know what okay. I mean? Which they had to pump like 13 bags of blood or some shit, like some crazy number of blood that they had to pump in me. I remember that day. Uh, you didn't, you didn't and, want to do it. Yeah, they had stopped. Uh, I had stopped making red blood cells, and I was just operating on white blood cells. But anyways, that night I had a very vivid dream. And that dream was me. I was in a backyard of a house with a pool. My parents were there. My family was there. Mm-hmm. And I could see my parents and my family. But there was also what I perceived to be my significant other or my wife. Really? And the face was blurred out. But I could feel the emotion that I had towards them. Yeah. And she was holding one of my kids, also face blurred out. Wow. And then my dad was um, in a wheelchair holding another one of my kids. Jesus. But also the face was blurred out. But I just felt a level of joy that I had never experienced. And, you know, it's like one of the reasons I never really had kids was because I knew that I've always been very selfish and I would have been a horrible father. And that's just the truth. That's just the truth. I mean, look, we, we need to we need to have these real conversations with ourselves and understand that just because you've been a piece of shit most of your life doesn't mean you have to stay one. And I'm talking from experience. I'm talking about me. That's harsh truth to yourself. Of course. You've experienced that to yourself. Of course. Of course. You know, I mean, you know, my sister's even told me in the past, like, man, you're super selfish. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't always wanted to accept that. And you know what I mean? I, I can be giving in some ways, but. I was always more concerned about how certain things of, of evolving as 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 an adult would have impeded my wishes that over that 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 were a little bit more important to me. Okay. My freedom has always been very important. Back then, me being a social butterfly and being everywhere was more important than to having the idea of being boggled down by a couple of fucking snotty kids, you know what I mean, that I knew were just going to turn out to be a mess because I wasn't going to dedicate the time Mm -hmm. that kids deserve to raise them right. You know, you got to, like, I've always had, you know, this is me. This is just me. But I've always had the inclination that just because you jack off into somebody (laughs) and (laughs) they have a baby nine months later doesn't make you a father. No, it doesn't. A father is somebody that's actually going to take the time to raise their kids um, and, you know, just put their wishes and their desires on the back burner. I think that's what's supposed to happen if you're a well-rounded adult once you have kids. It's no longer even about you.
0: And I'm just speaking because I'm a father. Right. Right, And I've gone through that. It's it's not just that you're right on that, but it's doing all of that but going through the good times, the bad times, the harsh times. I mean there's things that happen – just like any life, just like anyone. You never know at any given time anything can happen and it's rolling through those punches, whether they are hard or not. Whatever. That's what is. she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what got us to that point. But it's going through all of that and overcoming it and, and adapting and improvising, and just pushing through, just simply pushing through. It's those harsh moments. It's those... It's those times of, of, of despair and, 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 like, just trials and tribulations and all of that shit bottled up in, in, in one ball. And you get through that, that establishes the relationship. That makes you a man. It makes you a father to still be there after overcoming something as traumatic as, a, I don't know, a, a loss of a job or, or just looking for making ends meet. I mean, do whatever it takes to make sure the family is secure. You are the matriarch.
1: You are the man,
0: and that—if anything—it—it—it it, it de- it defines a relationship, not just with the kids, but with the father. It—it—it it de- it decides like, hey, is this person going to stick with me or not? Or your parent, or your kids look at you and say,
1: "Wow, he's a hero." That—that's what used to scare me because I've always known uh, the weight of the responsibility of being a, yeah. a, a, you know—a good father and raising your kid, because you know, like the Bible says, you know, kids are a gift from God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a blessing Not everybody is, you know, lucky enough to have kids. You know what I mean? There's, there's couples that, you know what I mean? Do a lot to, you know, get pregnant. Sometimes they're not able, not able to achieve that goal, but you know, luckily if they have big enough hearts, they find other avenues where they can go into it. Like for example, adoption and stuff like yeah. that. Um, or, you know, even adopting, you know, um, kids of a family member that's not capable of taking care Surget. of it uh, surrogate yeah. yeah you know um, i don't know is that the term i don't know I, well no, surrogate is, is someone to yeah yeah bear, yeah bear but i'm someone. talking about more along the lines of a family member adopting somebody oh correct i've a, heard a, of that i've yeah, a family member that do, that doesn't have the capacity or yeah or is not well or is you know that's intense is, is in the graphs of, of of addiction or you know something of the sort so there's a lot of ways to to go around it, but ultimately, um, you know, to get back to the dream that I had, it's like, I never experienced that type of joy and, and, and harmony when, when I had that vivid dream of me, uh, you know, being in that backyard in that pool with my family and, you know what I mean? Like I said, what, what I, assumed to be my wife because i just felt an extreme love and just i felt overjoyed like looking at the figure because like i said the face was blurred out emotion felt rude. but but i just felt like overwhelmed that this woman had given me two beautiful kids you know what i mean and uh it was beautiful bro and you know what i mean then i woke up and i was just like fuck man that was so fucking intense you know what i mean like i had never experienced that level of love and just like just it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming and it led me to think like fuck maybe if I if I can survive this, maybe this is what's on the other side of it. And this is what you thought while you were in the hospital. This is family. what I thought when I was in the hospital. You know what Nobody me? was there with you. Nobody was there with me. Nobody was there. You know, I, I made it a point to not have people come visit me because you know that's one thing. I've never been a pussy about mines as far as like you know what I mean? I'm never gonna be the victim. Like, I'm a big boy, and I know I made my decisions. And I'm always gonna fucking, you know, be a big boy and, and you know, chuck it up when it comes to time to pay the piper. Cause, it 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 always comes time. You know, you could only get away with so much fuckery, and until so you got to pay the piper, yeah. that's never gonna go away. It's you know? inevitable. Yeah, it's like you know, I give David the the illustration all the time, or the analogy of holding back a ruler. You know what I mean? And, keep, and you keep bending it in front of your face and you keep bending it back and you keep bending it back, eventually the other fucking ruler is going to snap back and fucking hit you in the face. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're out here, you know, running the streets and, you know, up to no good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, eventually it's going to snap back. You know, I never thought it'd snap back in the form of, of you know, disease and cancer, but uh, I guess I'm blessed that it worked out that way and, you know, that I'm on the other side of it now. Um, but, you know, it just... Those 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 final moments really make you think about fuck man. I wasted so much time on the dumbest fucking shit. What else did you think about besides that? You know, <sighs> what else came to mind? What else?
0: Uh, I mean, besides that, what other things? I'm sure there was tons of things that were going through your head,
1: but what? I mean, you know, one one thing. You know, like like you mentioned earlier, I, I was I was against getting the blood because. Like I said, I grew up Jehovah's Witness, and that's one yeah. thing that they don't participate in. They will not take blood infusions because it's it's something that they're against. You know I remember. I mean? You told me. Um, you know? Um, so I automatically thought, well, shit, to be in God's good graces, maybe I shouldn't get the blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, even though I didn't really associate with the faith, I mean, that's where I was raised, and I, I don't have any other faith. You know what I mean? So I what do you just... do? You fall back on whatever you used to be part of or whatever you were raised in. And so... Um, I remember my mom spoke to an elder in her congregation and uh, told her, you know what I mean? Told uh, my mom, mobilized to the elder of the congregation that uh, I was thinking of not getting blood. And he was like, no, tell him to get it. He's not baptized. You know what I mean? Like, tell him to get it. He's not baptized. That's only for people that are baptized in the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not baptized. Tell him to get it. I told you to fuck. Yeah. Me, and Jesus. so, you know, I, I finally got it. But, you know, it's like, okay, man, if I'm fucking dying, I pump myself full of blood, like, that's just going to diminish the chances of me getting to wherever I might be going. You know what I mean? Like, you know, at, at this time, I, I didn't, I hadn't, you know, caught on or wasn't very well versed in spirituality like I am now. You know what I mean? So, to me, I'm still thinking, you know, Maybe I'll go to hell. I mean, you know, maybe I'll go to heaven. Uh, you know, or you're thinking like the old You know, one one of the you know the things that you know in the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses that they promise that even if you if you pass away, you're paying all your sins with that first death, and so they talk about a new uh world, a new world that's going to come after Armageddon, which is wow. coming, and you know everybody that's died prior to that would be able to come back. So. In a sense, I felt like, man, maybe I'll ruin my chances if I get the blood transfusion. Just a bunch of shit going through your mind, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I can imagine. Um, it's just, you know, it's just that, man. You know, and and so, just to get back to, you know, the first thought that I had and how I started off this uh, podcast. I just want us to build a community uh, where we can just discuss things, deep thoughts that. You know, I don't think media addresses religion, doesn't address most of our family members, don't discuss it. I mean, how do you want to show up on your final day? You know, if you were to die today, or if you were to have died this last weekend, what would you have been? What would you have died doing? You know, these are these are questions that are probably not a bad idea to think about. What would you be remembered for? What would you be remembered for? how many people would be happy that you're dead? <laughs> you know? How many people would miss you? You know? Yeah. Uh, how many people's lives did you impact in a positive way? Did you leave a legacy behind? Did you leave a legacy behind? I mean, you know, like yeah. anything like that. Like like I tell David, you know, um, I need him t- to bind more to this idea of what we're doing in the podcast. I really, truly believe that this is a calling for both of us. Um, I tell David, I don't think when God was making you, uh, he made you to work for this corporate company that you work at. now. I don't think like, you know what? I'm going to make this guy so that he could be a good worker at this company because they really need a good worker. Like, I don't think those are God's intentions ever. Like we each have a purpose and we need to block out all the noise to find out what that might be. You know, think to yourself, if, if money wasn't an issue. And you knew that you were going to be taken care of financially and that you were going to be able to provide for your family, keep a roof over the head and keep them healthy and keep them with ins- medical insurance and all the necessities that you need to give your family a-, a good life. What would you do as a form of purpose in this life, as a form of legacy? What would you like to be remembered? I don't think people think about that enough. Would you like to be remembered as the guy that had, you know, a hundred lowriders and you know ten beat glass? Or you know? <laughs> or do you want to be remembered as the guy that, you know what I mean, like had a full body suit and tattoos or you know, like what do you want to be remembered for? You know? What do you want to be remembered for? And you know, beyond that, what 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 would it be meaningful to be remembered for? You know, what would it be meaningful to be remembered for? what were the people that love you today right now the people that really love you not the people that you search out to to love you but the people that love you now what would you what would you want them to remember you yeah. you know would, would you want them to remember you as, as the angry guy that always drank and always got high and you know what i mean uh or just you know what i mean bounce from relationship to relationship and stacked up kids and you know now he's raising them by himself and or you know the guy even beyond that the guy that does you know has kids everywhere but doesn't pay child support like there's a number of you know different circumstances that we end up at. and it's not because we're bad people it's just yeah. that we're not educated enough to work through our own problems and quarrels to be that best version of us that lies dormant in us mm-hmm. there's a there's there's a there's a highest version of us that that's inside of us but we need to want to access it yeah and sometimes that means burning off the pieces of us that are no longer serving us and you know i i, I think it's something that we should think about you know i think it's something that we should think about i don't mean to make this a serious podcast because we're not serious <laughs> people by any stretch of the imagination you know um, um but you know these are these are like i said i you know, these are real things that I
0: think um, people don't have the time to discuss. They don't know where to look. They don't know where to start. They think it's like taboo, or they're like, "Fuck that!" Like, what does this mean? You know, people have grown up with this with this mindset, like with the, with culture, like how we started the last podcast. The culture kind of it it, it shapes us to think this way. We need to think outside of that. We are not locked in a box. There's nothing containing us. And I have met so many talented people uh, in this city in Wilmington. I have met so many people
1: who are good at what they do Are smart. In and, and the, and, and the South yeah. Bay in general. Yeah, the I mean, South Bay in yeah. general. And it's like, wow. Like, like I, I don't want to limit us to a city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have friends and You're family right. all over South Bay. It's not just because we're from Wilmington doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't go beyond that. Right. Like. Not only that, but you know what I mean? Filipino friends, we have black friends. We're, we're just, listen, man, we vibe with, with, with good people. You know what I mean? Right. If, if you have a good vibe, you're gonna tend to attract good people into your life. And, and that's what we are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and so. Ultimately those conversations, people
0: do not know where to start to have with themselves. Giving them the confidence, the will, because like, they have it in them. Of but course. how do they make that a way of living, a way of being happy, a way of expressing themselves? No, like people just don't. It's it's not taught to you. This isn't told to anyone. Look at how many years it took for us to come to this point. Yeah, and
1: I mean, uh, you tell me all the time. You know, I I was thinking the other day, like how cool if from this. You know what I mean? We, we this. Uh, you know, somehow we we were able to get a group of uh you know men together. You know what I mean, or even youngsters or whatever. You know what I mean, and, and have a have a book club, and and read books that 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 are heavy in, in meaning and in in psychology and just better educate right. ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Better educate ourselves beyond what we already know, what comes easy to us, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's funny, different. yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, I'm, see, the, the, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, know, but no, 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 before go, I go. lose the stream of thought, no, right? you have to understand that everything that we want in order for us to achieve it is in opposition of what we want. So, for example, to save money, you're going to have to feel broke for a while. Yeah, You're going to have to feel poor for a while, you know, and it's always in opposition. It's always in opposition. And the growth, just like anything else, just like when you work out, what are you doing? You're breaking muscle. Yeah, You're tearing, you're stretching it. You're stretching it so that when it heals back, it's stronger. It's bigger. And it's bigger. And so, you know, it's it just, you know what I mean? We, we want people to be aware of their spiritual growth as well. You you, you need it. You can't do it without it. You know, and, and when I'm talking about spiritual faith, it doesn't matter what religion it is. I'm, we're not trying to convert anybody here or knock anybody's faith. But what's important to know is, let me unpack that word faith. Faith, a lot of people think is somebody asking them, "Hey, do you believe in God?" Yeah, and they simply answer, "Yes, I do." Really, what if I told you that the word faith was based off the word faithful? Because you're in relate, you're in a relationship with God. Now, if you did the things that you normally do that are against God's wishes to your wife. Or your girlfriend, or your significant other, how long do you think they would stay with you? <laughs> <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be out in a New York minute, dude. Absolutely, <laughs> because you know it's it's not enough to say that I believe in God and that's it. Yeah, you have to you have to live a life in accordance to that, which means that you believe in God so much, and you understand that He's looking at your every move, and He can read your every thought. And so you need to live your life according, uh, in in a way where you're scared to offend him and scared to let him down. Because that's what it means to to have a relationship with him. You know? I mean, if you have a relationship with somebody, you need to come correct or people aren't going to fuck with you. You know? If you're only reaching out to God when something's going wrong in your life, like, I mean, I don't know. How fair does that seem? What do you do to a a fucking person that or a friend? You know, whether you're male or female, you know what I mean. Maybe as a girl, you know, what what do you do with your ratchet friend that only calls you when she fucking is in a in a fucking pickle and she needs you to bail her out? Or as a guy, what do you do when you know your boy calls you that hasn't fucking called you forever to fucking borrow some money? And as a matter of fact, he's already got a little fucking bill with you that he hasn't bothered to take care of. You know, and you're happy to see the call because it's like, oh, baby, I'm getting my fucking money now. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just here to get a fucking, uh, an extension, yeah, an extension you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Uh, and you know, what do they call it when you gamble and uh, you ask for more money? Uh, fuck, what is it? Um, a tech? No, not a tap te- Jesus. What is it called? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm getting well, at, yeah. you know what I mean? But it, it's just like that. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> these are, these are simple things that we don't think about and you know, Yet we pray to God like, "Hey God, you know, um, h- help me," you know. But I mean, shit, it's a fucking one-way relationship. What do you do? Yeah, like he—he don't—he don't require nothing of us except for us to fucking act right. You know what I mean? and yeah. Not fucking show our ass on a daily basis. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just you know, mind your P's and Q's, and you know what I mean. Take care of your body, like like you care about yourself. You know, maybe you. You still have an affinity for burgers every day. Cool, man. Then you know what? Fucking have the burger and fries one day and stop drinking the soda. Yeah. And then the next day, just and the next time. Protein wrap. Next time, <laughs> well, I'm going like, to get into that. The next time you crave a burger, maybe you don't have the fries and the soda. And then the next time you have it without the bun and have a protein burger. You know, and, and incrementally, just get better at taking better care of yourself, you know. In more than one way more than one way you know what i mean like also a lot of things that we don't understand is that the way we eat is has a lot of correlation with the way that we act our emotions if we're eating nothing but fucking junk food it's it's impossible for our body ever to be in harmony because it's trying to process all this fucked up food that you're feeding it you know yeah. we're we're not supposed to be eating like that i know it's very easy and it's accessible and it's cheap but but that's part of the trick you know what i mean yeah that's part of the trick. Yeah. You know, like fast food, fast food companies need to get us overweight and out of shape so that the uh, pharmaceutical companies can continue to stay in business yeah. and pump us full of drugs. And so the doctors could keep referring us from specialist to specialist so that they each get a bite off that insurance. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? That's, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's a business. It's a business. Um, You know, it's not really healthcare, you know what I mean, as they call it, because they're just addressing the symptoms, not the root cause. You know, whenever you, you know, never when I got sick, did my doctor, oncology doctor ever tell me, hey, listen, maybe you should start juicing, maybe you should start doing this, maybe you should start picking up an exercise regimen, nothing like that. All they did was subscribe medication and be like, yeah, just take this shit, you know what I mean? Make sure you don't miss your chemo pill, and you know what I mean. Uh,
0: stay on it. But
1: you know, none of none of the stuff that makes sense to do that we can do on our own that we should have been doing mm-hmm. that I could have avoided getting sick if I would have been doing. Yeah. You know, they never suggest that because that's not. they it's a business. Yeah. They're there to generate money. Just like
0: that's a business, our body, our mind, our soul, is also a business. Absolutely. And we need to do what's right for that. We need to do what's right to take care of our mind. We need to put in our body what's right for, for us to make us feel a certain way because we're not tired all the time because we're feeling a certain way. We think a certain way. All of that affects everything. It is it is a wheel. It's an evolving wheel that will continuously uh, turn if you continue to do the same things to it. Now, reversing that is the hardest part. It is It's discipline. If you want it, then you will go and get it. You will go after it. You will do the right things that that, are, that is necessary. And that plays the same thing in life. If having the self-confidence in yourself, believing in yourself that you are able to do these things, that you want to be happy, that you want to be somewhere, I mean, that that is the
1: ultimate, ultimate goal. But
0: no one ever seems to do that.
1: If I can leave you guys with a gem, based on my experience, and I had to recap it in a short sentence... It would be that health is something no one ever thinks about until you no longer have it. Yeah. And man, let me tell you, it's brutal. It's brutal to be uh, reduced to, you know what I mean? A 90 pound carcass and, you know what I mean? To have your spleen exploded and have a drain and, and your spleen draining all the liquid out for six months and having to cover that up when you want to take a shower and making sure that the water doesn't get in there because if the water gets in there, it'll get infected and Jeez. it'll be just, you know, like, like I told my doctor when, you know, they first diagnosed me and, you know, it was just me and him, I would, it was a young doctor and I told him, look, man, you know, just be honest with me, you know, like, doctor, do, you know, do, do people die from leukemia? And he was like, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. We know how to treat leukemia. People die from the side effects of the leukemia Um, that we don't know how to address as much. Wow. So they know how to cure the cancer. Luckily, but most people die from the side effects of it. Jesus. So it's like, you know, why leave your health in somebody else's hands? Just, you know, be responsible. You know, show up as the best version of yourself, you know, in, in incremental steps incremental steps, you know, um, if you don't have a relationship with God, only when you're in fucking jail and you need to fucking get bailed out <laughs> and you're praying to God and you're hoping that your mom answers that fucking uh, collect call, you know, um, <laughs> you know, have some type of relationship with God, bro. I mean, even if, even if it's just praying, you know, before you go to sleep, I mean, I think kids do that, you know, what I mean? yeah. kids do that, you know what I mean? If, if their parents are based, uh, faith-based, they teach them how to do that when they're, you know, pray before, pray every morning when you wake up pray and thank God for the yeah. day. And you know what I mean? Tell them to guide your decisions and you know what I mean? Uh, so that you can be in as good graces and, you know, to give you the, uh, the fortitude to make it back home from work, you know, back to your family and pray to God when, you know, when you're about to eat your lunch and, you know, when you're about to eat dinner, because not everybody has that luxury. You know, just because you have that luxury and you take it for granted because it's such a goddamn giving cause you've never had to miss a fucking meal. And by the way, a lot of us should, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no reason why we should have you have be having seven square meals a day, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Remember it's food. It's, it's a not dollar love. menu, man. It's, it's a dollar. Not man. Love. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man, just you know, just little things like that, you know, little anecdotal things that you know, I think it's important for us to have a discussion of, you know what I mean? Like Listen, everybody likes to have nice shit, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to take none of it. And like I said, the, the last sentiment, I, I'm i sure that you're not going to have is Like, man, I wish I would have had more shit. I wish I would have bought more shit before uh-huh. I fucking died. Like, that sucks. Man, I, I just wish I would have dropped after that. I would have died after that Jeezy drop. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? The Yeezys. The Yeezys coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, um, you know, just... Dumb shit like that, bro. That, you know, we, we tend to make important I and mean, then it's really not, man. You know, what and I mean? lest anyone think that this is easy but by any means. I mean, listen,
0: we even struggle with it on a day-to-day basis. I do, because the type of job that I work, it's very fast-paced, it's you know, every now and then you'll you'll need to eat, time doesn't allow it, and you get some fast food and simple, small changes. I mean, instead of grabbing that nasty del Taco or that you know, Taco Bell shit. Um, you know, a clip bar, a juice, a green juice. I mean, any any type of alteration. I mean, just steering away from that slowly but surely. It's probably not the. It's probably the next best choice. It's not the best thing. It's not where you want to be, but it's change. Any change is good change for the better, and one change will lead to another, and that will give you the momentum to make the ultimate change in yourself, which is getting better in your health, your life. Mentally, spiritually, you'll get there.
1: Our saying, OG is like maybe you don't buy four fucking suitcases of modello. Maybe you just buy one in team. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't get the e ball coat Maybe just a gram. <laughs> you know? Just you know just incremental steps, man. You know what I mean? Like, hey listen, bro, before you know it, you won't want any of that shit. You'll yeah. be like, fuck, I, I fucking feel amazing. I fucking feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, listen. it's just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, but you know what I mean? Listen, listen I, it's real. I, I know what I've done. I, I know what my people do, you know, I, I know mm-hmm. what it is, you know, but we're not just that we're a lot of things, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, it doesn't have to be that serious, but someone has to have this conversation yeah. with us, bro. And, and, you know, if you think it, it's silly, yeah, cause it is silly, bro. Because listen, the only reason that you think that you even have to do that is because there's something missing. There's a void in your life and you, yeah. you think you need to fill it. You know, it's just a form of escapism. Drugs aren't a problem. Alcohol is not a problem. No. It's just that you use it to escape from something that you refuse to deal with. Yeah. And I can tell you there's not enough beer in the world. There's not enough Coke in the world to fill that void, bro. The only way you're going to fill that void is through finding meaning in life and purpose and having some type of, of spiritual relationship and connection with God. Um, you know? Like I said, I don't even have a religion. It doesn't, you don't have to. Just build a relationship with God. Talk to him on a daily basis and just thank him for the shit, the mundane shit that you have, that you got to understand that a lot of people don't have. Like, you know, look at Ukraine. They're having a fucking hard time at it right now, bro. And, you know, just this last weekend, there was a beautiful lowrider show in Long Beach and I see some of the most fucking beautiful cars, and I love to see my people out there fucking cruising. And it's like culture, bro. And it's like, fuck yeah, bro. I love it. We're a beautiful people. We're a beautiful people. I, I love that we're sharing that parking lot on the beach with black people, and it was Mexicans, and everybody's having a great time. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Let's stop all the separation when it comes to gangs, when, when it comes to skin color. Let, we're all one, bro. We're all souls. We're all souls. We're all beautiful souls, bro. And we all have the capacity to have something. We have more in common than we than we don't. And that's what we need to focus on. You know what I mean? And, you know, for the OGs out there, you know what I mean, that have influence over their neighborhoods, that's good, brother. You know what I mean? Like, kudos to you, and you probably earned it. You know what I mean? You have earned that merit, you know? But do something good. Do something good. You know, I know a lot of you guys do. I know a lot of you guys. And I know you guys do good things for the community but maybe expand on that a little bit more you know maybe I mean people follow you for a reason it's innate God gave you the ability for people to follow you and admire you and look up to you for a reason for a reason make sure you're being responsible with that with that gift that God gave you you know not everybody has that but if you have it be smart with it man you know leave a beautiful legacy you know what I mean uh, where people are, you know, are gonna legitly show up to your funeral, not just to kiss the ring, but because you were a good motherfucker, bro, and you know, make sure that those tears are fucking tears of, 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 of real sadness, for, because you know we lost a good one. You know, what I mean, that's all I'm saying, man. But, anyways, I'm gonna kick this to Dave just to see any final thoughts that you might have, Dave. No, man, I think you, uh, I think you nailed it, and
0: uh, that's our message, and this is. The Enabler Podcast, walking you home tonight.
1: Episode 5. Yes, sir. All right. Until uh, so next time. Uh, México, muchas gracias. <laughs> Hagan el download. Díganle a sus amigos, a su compadre, que nos vayan y hasta la otra. Fierro. A huevo. Fierro. 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 <laughs>